0: so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the Connect and Convert Content Club for Christian Authors. You know what? I get it. You just want to glorify God, write, connect with your readers, and earn a comfortable living. You don't want to be stuck in this never ending cycle of planning, researching, and creating content. You know that you need to build an author platform. You've heard that again and again. But the question is how? With everything that I have on my plate, how do I do this in a way that really connects with my audience? Well, here's the good news the Connect and Convert Content Club was created with you in mind. It's going to relieve the stress save you time, and help you build a brand and a following quickly. So join us in the Connect and Convert Content Club. You'll find a link in the show notes to learn more, and you'll never have to worry about what to post again. One of my favorite times of the year is revival time. It's a time set aside on the church calendar to get us refreshed, renewed, and revived, but what if we didn't have to wait for a certain date on the calendar? What if we had the power within ourselves to create revival for ourselves, for our family, and even to inspire revival in a nation? Well, my guest this week on Publishing Secrets wants to partner with you to accomplish just that. It's my pleasure to introduce to you Suzanne Wegman. And God has planted a very, very powerful seed within her that I believe will grow and blossom and not just impact people that are listening to the sound of my voice today, but will impact people for years to come. But you know what? Her latest project almost didn't happen because there were people that told her that now was not the time, that she should take a break. Maybe you have another project in you and you're struggling with what is the right timing to begin again? Well, Suzanne has a word of encouragement for you that just might move you into action. So get yourself in a place where you can really receive, where you can hear God speaking through her to you. Because I believe that she has a word for such a time as this. Enjoy. Suzanne, we've had a great time so far just talking about the journey that God has had you on. You've had some really powerful experiences and I can't wait to share those experiences with our listening audience. So thanks again for making the time to be with us today.
1: Thank you for having me here, Tamara. I'm so glad to be here. Very excited. Um, yes, we want to share the story. Yes. Yeah. There was a time when I was working in a bistro and we were talking about what brought me to uh, Secrets in the Bible. And there was a day when I was just working and as a service and carrying the dishes, the dirty dishes and the clean dishes and nothing spiritual, just only working. And I had this description in my mind, I was Isaiah 6, because it was in a prayer book when God asks, whom shall I send? And there was the answer here, Lord, send me. And suddenly I prayed this sentence. It was just coming alive to me and was not just only reading it. And in the very moment when I was kind of like praying it or repeating it and saying it to the Lord, it was as if I myself was standing in the front room and it gave me so much power, so much joy. And the whole day I was just running and dancing and and (laughs) whatever. And everybody in my surrounding recognized it. They were all like uh, overwhelmed what happened to me because they didn't really understand it and they couldn't handle me so they wanted to carry me home (laughs) but it didn't work I was the leader there so I had to work I had to stay but I was running and and just carrying my dishes and doing my job but I felt that something happened to me that I couldn't explain and I was a very young believer and uh, maybe it was one year believer so we're very young and um not knowing what I really said, and I didn't understand what the Lord meant. And yeah, days after I was asking the Lord, so nice that I said, yes, um, send me, but where will I go? What would, would I have to do? I don't know anything, but there was silence. There was no answer. It was not like, um, okay, now a radio on or a microphone on and the Lord shouted, oh yeah, go there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we wish, that's what we would love. <laughs>
1: Yeah so I had to go deeper into scripture to figure out what does he mean how how is he working how does he speak to people and what do we learn from scripture what can we see how is his character yeah you you say God but who is God so to figure out who for what you are called to just figure out who is God for you so that you understand how he's speaking how he's working how he's doing his stuff how he's planning and mm-hmm. and I think this is a subject where we are working on our whole life because we will never come to an end because we always get knowledge of another piece and another piece and another piece and it's like a big very, very huge puzzle, and you always get a little piece, and it's clearer and getting more clear. But until the day, until we're in heaven, I think we have puzzle pieces to fit together.
0: Yeah. You know, that's so true. As I was hearing you share your encounter, this encounter that you had with scripture and, and how it empowered you, I can't help but think about people that are listening to us right now that are thinking, wow, I wish I could have an experience like that. I believe that there are people that want to feel God's power and want to know that God is working in their lives. The challenge for many, I would imagine, is you know, that they are, are doing the things that they know to do, the things that they think They need to do. You know, they're regular church attendees. They're going, they're listening to the word, they're trying to follow what they hear. But one of the things that you talk about, Suzanne, is that we actually need to go beyond Sunday because that's where we'll actually find the secrets of God's word. But I would imagine if I were listening to that, I would think, well, gosh, well, what do you mean? What kind of secrets? Can I find in God's word if I go beyond Sunday? So, can you give us an example of something that you consider a secret as you've continued to study?
1: Yes, for sure. There are so many, many, many examples, but for sure, I can't only talk about one. Yeah, to find out what is really written in scripture, it's not enough to hear the Sunday services because you always hear a piece, you hear what is now important for the whole congregation, you hear As well, what is air in this time, season, and nation sometimes popular? So, some preachers go on one subject, or a preacher has a passion to evangelize. So, he wouldn't preach a lot about prophetic insights, or he wouldn't preach a lot about hmm, prayer, maybe. Maybe he's very passionate about teaching principles from bible or so everybody has so a main passion i would say and this is the reason why we will not get the whole picture if we just go to church and hear what is on sunday although be honest on Monday you're just in your normal life you're just running and doing your stuff and then some words maybe a phrase from Sunday is just keeping alive on Tuesday maybe a bit alive but on Wednesday it's maybe gone and then on Thursday you think oh what was subject on Sunday Uh, could you repeat could you remind me (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we have to jump up and say hey This is my relationship with the Lord and I want to dive deeper. I wanted to know him because it's about me and him. And when I then with this attitude, go to church, I will get more from the Lord because my heart is open. My mind is open. I have open spiritual ears and eyes and I will see and hear things that, um, I otherwise wouldn't recognize but you asked me for an example and i will give it for sure to you because i was reading in jeremiah so i was doing a bible school and we had to read the whole bible and so i came to jeremiah and i read the passage where god says i will send you to the nations i will lay my words into your mouth and i was thinking wow that's great that's so great but um this is something you, you can't do by yourself. It's just the Lord gives you the words and he will send you, okay, to the world. In a bit, it is um, fulfilling at the moment when I founded ministry and now I'm connected to many people around the globe. But it's not the end. It's just the beginning. It's just a little small beginning and it's just I started to dive in. And we have to recognize these small small steps and sometimes it takes years until god can fulfill because he's working on our character so Mm -hmm. we see this in scripture as well so david was anointed and 40 years later he became king so there was um, a huge distance between the calling and between the fulfillment but yeah we have to write it down and just Pray sometimes about it when the Lord is leading you, just going to the scripture. I struggled a lot with the scripture because there are four words of. Um, disruption i have i haven't uh, the right english words at the moment so and only two words to rebuild and to establish and i said to the lord this is not a nice job just deleting things four (laughs) times this is this is not a nice job okay (laughs) i want to have something nice something uh, rebuilding and and equipping that's nice but uh, to delete and to destroy and i thought no this is not so my beloved thing and i think this is what many believers as well do Not because they don't love the Lord, but because they don't understand what has God told them to do or what he wants to do. And we always have to look at the scriptures from the point of God is good and he will never give us a destiny or a calling that will not equip us, will not move us forward. So He's when he says something, what is in our ears or in our minds, a bit strange or maybe cruel or something like that. We have to ask ourselves, why does it sound so weird to us? Why, why is it so confusing for us? And when I figured out what it was, I said to the Lord, okay, explain me. Why is it for me so confusing? And um, then then he could dive deeper with me. And I understood, okay, I have to destroy everything what is evil mm-hmm. because he has made me a strong soldier or he wants in my calling here on on earth to rebuild me as a a strong soldier and I have to destroy the enemy. And from this perspective, it made sense. And then there was
0: joy. And then I liked it. And I said, "Okay, that's a nice job. Okay. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I love that. So you, you had to go, you know, you got that nugget from scripture and you were like, oh gosh, what does this mean? And you had to take it a step further and say, God, help me to understand this, explain this to me. And that reminds us that, as you have shared earlier, it's not just attending and participating in things, it's actually building a relationship with Christ, which does mean that we're going to have to go deeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that you also talked about, Suzanne, is you know, sometimes that means. We're going to have to do some hard things, some things that don't sound as exciting and as fun, but they are very necessary. And I think that ties so appropriately in to your latest book, The Great Turnaround. Talk to us about what a great turnaround is. It
1: is in my eyes, and it is described in the story of Hezekiah, the foundation for this devotional That people really recognize we need the Lord. We have to change our whole life. We have to pull out things that don't please the Lord. We have to turn around to the laws of the Lord. We have to turn around our mind because when we have allowed adultery and cruel things in our life that dishonor the Lord, we have to delete them. We have really to to leave them behind us, Mm -hmm. turn around to the Lord and say, sorry, we made it Worse, worse, it wouldn't have been possible. And now, but we want to turn back to you. We want to lay our life into your hands. We want to just live and go forward with you. We want to see our nation cleanse. We want to see our family moving forward. We want to see our kids free from drugs, from trafficking, from whatever. We want to see you move in our hearts first. Always it starts with our hearts, and we want to see you move in our family, and we want to see you in our city, nation, and then you can pray for the world as well, for sure. But um, it starts with your heart. We have to recognize, yeah, it's my heart. I have to look at me at first. It's so easy to see, as Jesus says, it's so easy to see the faults from the others. But yeah. where is my position with the Lord? Is my heart really there that He can talk to me and that I really obey? Or are there things where I'm permanently refusing to obey? So, this is something I wanted to work out in this devotional. And I hope I did it well because um, I repeated it in many devotionals. It's just about you and many uh, prayer points. I really say, okay, we start. Pray for your family or pray for yourself, pray for your generation. This is as well an aspect I want to, to lay and focus on because everybody has. An authority for his generation. So mm-hmm. you can say some people struggle with praying for the whole nation. They say, oh, this is so not so personal, but you are related to your generation and you have a, a more uh, sensitivity for it. And so this is the reason why I as well pointed out in this devotional and say, okay, then pray for yourself, pray for your family, and pray as well for your generation. This would be really a huge cleaning up for the nation
0: if many people do it. I love that. So, Mm -hmm. so this great turnaround starts with us, with us examining our hearts and our relationship with God. And then as we come into alignment, then that can spread to, you know, really impacting and praying on behalf of our family. And then, as you said, there can be generational impacts. And if we all did this, can you just imagine What would happen Mm -hmm. in the world if we all took this calling, this charge that Mm -hmm. scripture gives us seriously? So Mm -hmm. you used the book of Hezekiah as Mm -hmm. your inspiration for the great turnaround. Let's talk a little bit about that journey to help others kind of work through their writing process. So, you know, one of the things that we talked about is that you used mind mapping to help flesh out the details of your book. Take a moment, Susanna. tell us what mind mapping is, and then share with us the challenges that you ran into as you were just trying to go through that process.
1: Yeah. So mind mapping means that you just write down what comes into your mind when you think about a book. It could be two minutes, just write down the main points. So if you're writing a story just write down the main characters maybe or the places where it will take place or whatever so it's it can look very very strange on your piece of paper it doesn't matter anything you can circle around and and many uh, <laughs> points wherever and and lines to combine the points it doesn't matter anything it's just to break down the idea and just to sit down take two minutes ten minutes What do I want to tell and what do I want to share in this book with the world? And in the very moment when you write it down and you take just this maybe 10 minutes, um, you will see what does make sense and what doesn't make sense. You will see, is there something missing? Do I by myself understand what I wrote down there? Or is it in a confusing manner so that maybe I have to take another 10 minutes to just order what I crushed down there on the paper. And um, for the devotional, it was that I had in my mind always these 21 days, I don't know, like like Daniel, this 21 days praying. And then I saw the story of King Hezekiah and I, I mentioned, wow, this is such a long story and I want to implement so many scriptures. And it doesn't work, actually. It doesn't work to implement so many scriptures in each day. And then I was um, stretching it and I had 30 devotionists. And I said to the Lord, 30 isn't a biblical number. I don't know. 30, what is that? (laughs) And I was just working on that again. (laughs) I said, okay, this is not the end. This is just something between, but this is not the end. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was working on it and working on it, and I I recognized suddenly maybe I should stretch it to 40. 40 is a, a biblical number. Yeah, 40 days was Jesus in the desert and 40 years the Israelites were in the desert so yeah with 40 days I could relay on and I thought okay and then I was working again on just putting the story of King Hezekiah into pieces so this was my first work I did for this devotional because I wanted to know the different pieces and then I started to write headlines what is the main point God wants to work out on this day So I had my headlines, but everyone is structuring and mind mapping in the book in a different way. So when I was in publishing school, they said to me, no, 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 don't start with the content. And I said, but I'm a teacher. And if I don't have my content, I don't know what to teach. (laughs) 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 So this is my way. So you have to find your own way. If you're just telling a story, you can't. You Maybe you get absolutely confused if you're writing a romance or something like that. You get so confused when you're just writing the content with the headlines because maybe you recognize while writing that your characters, they don't move to this city, they move to another city, and then your headline is totally wrong and they, <laughs> it's just confusing you. Yeah? So it depends on what you're writing and what is, your, what is your work. So when you're something teaching, I think this is a, a good way because you, you're very structured and you can work very concentrated and in the correct order on your book. Mm-hmm. And
0: as mm-hmm. you were working through this process of mind mapping and kind of got the direction that you wanted to go in with 40 days of the devotional, mm-hmm. tell us about some of the challenges that you encountered as you were going through this process. I think just Hearing, you know, hey, sometimes there are struggles as you navigate this process will help our audience. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I'm a very sensitive person in the spirit. And what I mentioned from the beginning when I had the idea to write this book was it will be a very important message. And the Lord wants it, it's very important. And it has to come out and has to come out at the right time. So I can't say, oh, maybe I write it in a few years. I mentioned, okay, I have to write it. Now, now, now is the time. And uh, then people in my surrounding suddenly started to tell me, oh, you have just published one book, calm down Mm -hmm. and be peaceful. Hey, hey, just take a break. And I was sensing in my spirit, no, there's no way for a break. There's no way for a break. I have to write this message. I have to bring it out because we need it. We need it. The body of Christ needs it. And so I had uh, these people that really, with their comments, stole me power. And then I was sitting at my desk, and I thought, ah, oh, Should I really write this message? Maybe, uh, maybe okay, I should take a break. Maybe okay, I'm doing too much. And then this, this, negative thoughts they come up and they just steal your power. Nothing else than stealing your power. So they are worth for nothing, <laughs> really. And um, then I sensed in the spirit when I was writing, that really kind of like confusion came over me. So I didn't really understand any longer the scriptures. And I thought, hmm. Lord, what do you want to tell with this devotional? Is it now this main point or that or What are we working on? And when I was searching the scriptures, because in every devotional, I have three scriptures that explain the main point for the day and gave a foundation to it. I was searching the scriptures. Unbelievable. These are a few, I mean, three per day. This is not so much work to do, but I needed a whole month because I was so confused. Is it now this main point or this main point? Is it now this or like that? Or, and Until I recognized this confusion, these headaches, this being so tired, this kind of like sometimes like pain in my bones. And I recognized this is not something normal. And I reached out to a ministry in America and I asked for help to pray for me because I said, hey, I have to write this book. And you know what? This and this and this is happening. And I at once said, yeah, we will pray for you. We will cover you in prayer and um, for I mean, three months they covered me in prayer and this was a huge, huge, huge help. First, it was a huge help to know, yeah, there's somebody I can talk to because sometimes people in our surrounding don't understand what we are struggling with and they they think, yeah, she's making maybe (laughs) it very important because it is her story and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so they don't understand it. And also the prophet in his own land, yeah, people don't recognize. So for... This ministry in America, it was no doubt was what was going on. They wrote me emails and gave me feedback and said, yeah, it was so good that you reached out to us. So it encouraged me that I wasn't on the wrong way, that I didn't hear wrong, that I that I was help. And I thought, okay, I have to to clean my surrounding. I have to shut my ears to these voices and just move forward with the Lord. But I think everybody has in any way a struggle when writing his book. So Helping hands or people who pray for you is just a very good advice, I think, because it's, yeah, it's work. You know, you did it as well. And writing a book is every time another journey. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: not a single one. is the same journey. I think when I mentioned the first book, it was absolutely different. So the struggles uh, I had in the first book were so different. So, wow. Yeah.
0: There's so much in there that I want to make sure that our audience really picks up on One, one of the things that you shared is hey, you know what? A lot of times there is an established process for doing things, but sometimes you have to, you know, kind of tweak that a little bit to make it work for you, as was the case with the mind mapping process. Mm -hmm. And then as you, you know, kind of got a vision for what God wanted to do and you started moving in that direction, not everyone was encouraging you to move forward. So sometimes people are well meaning. They believe that they're giving you the best advice, but it's really important that we check in with God to find out what he wants us to do Mm -hmm. and not allow other people's opinions to Mm -hmm. drive our decisions. That's really important because he may have a timing that he wants this message to get out. And even Mm -hmm. though it may be inconvenient, Mm -hmm. even though we may be tired Mm -hmm. from working on other projects, He needs this message to get out and he needs it to get out through you. And I believe that's a word for somebody that's listening to us right now. Mm And you may have your back against the wall. There may be a lot going on and people may even be telling you, take a break. Mm -hmm. But if you know in your heart that Mm -hmm. God is calling you to work on getting this message out now, there's a reason for it. So be sure to answer that call. And then also just the importance of not trying to do this alone, right? You had to call on those that you knew had a relationship with God to pray with you that you would be able to push forward and get this book completed. And as Mm -hmm. you have shared, it's just the beginning. We don't even know yet what God is going to do through this book and through your work to make sure that this book gets into the right hand. So let's do this. Let's make sure that our listening audience knows how they can get a copy of the book and how they can keep up with what you are doing to go deeper in their relationship with Christ. Suzanne, where should our listening audience go? You have so many possibilities. So I published my book on Amazon
1: as print version and as an ebook. And you as well can go to SmashWords and get different formats of the ebook. So like on Kobo and Barnes and Nobles, and you find it nearly everywhere because I was really Busy in publishing worldwide. <laughs> so I want to make sure that the message is really going out. But the easiest way is Amazon and Smashwords. And to download there the different formats, it's very easy. So this is the one possibility. If you want to come in contact with me, I have an author page as well. www.vegmansusanne.de and as well the ministry, fire Ministry com you can visit our website sign in for the newsletter and yeah so we can come in contact you can write us a testimony if you have experienced something with the lord or ask for prayer requests
0: you will find this as well on the website awesome yeah. awesome so make sure listening audience publishing secrets family make sure that you go check out suzanne's website And for those of you that want to go deeper in your relationship, make sure that you get a copy of this book and also share it with others who are looking to see God move in their lives. As we've talked about today, it starts with us. So we have to be the leader and decide to prepare a way for the Lord in our hearts and minds. And then that can create a ripple effect that can literally change our families and change generations. Suzanne, before you go, I'd love to have you, you know, because you've written now a couple of books, you're a writer, you're a teacher, you're trying to do all these great things with God and Mm -hmm. for God. And someone is listening to us right now, and they know that there is a calling on their life. At the same time, there is a struggle. Maybe they're in that place that you were in where they feel tired and it feels like there are forces working against them, that there is literally opposition to them moving forward. Since you've been there, I'd love to have you share, what is the advice that you would give to that person today? So what pushed me absolutely forward and made me
1: no longer think about whether I will publish or write or not was when I heard a preacher from Africa saying, you are a generational thief if you don't publish your message because God has given you a very important message. And if you don't share this message, You just, you are a thief. You just steal the next generation wisdom. You steal the next generation power and revelation and what they need. Because when you're not at your place and you don't share what you have to share, yeah, it's missing in the next generation. And this was a very, very powerful preach. And since I heard that, I was so, yeah, it really touched me very deep because i thought oh my gosh how many times were we thieves for the next generation myself as well because um, we haven't thought about it but we have to think about it god has always the bigger plan he has always the whole generations in his view there is not only this generation there's not only the last generation he has forgotten nobody and so it is very important to have that in mind and this was a huge huge help for me to no longer sit there and think about whether you do it or not. And as well, I think a lot of times people ask me, yeah, but I'm not so sure if the Lord is really telling me this to do. You know what, until you don't try it, you don't know it, because God will lead you when you're just going, moving forward and doing it. And just try it. I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Just sit down, write your message. And you will feel as the Holy Spirit there is, is just power coming, is there joy coming, is there yeah, new ideas
0: coming. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review.